Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Hooked on Fantasy. As always, I'm your one of your two co-hosts, Luke Tahook, here with my boy Akash. Uh, we have a great show in store for you guys today. We're talking our boss for the 2021 NFL season at every single position, but also, let's spice things up a little bit. I'm in the middle of a live draft right now if you're watching over on YouTube or live on Twitter. Uh, I'm in the middle of a super flex redraft league right now with the guys over from FTN Network. Um, Akash, why don't you say what's up real quick, my man? Hey, what's up, guys? How's everyone doing tonight? Let's get some pogs in the chat. Pogs in chat. Pogs in chat. Load up chat with pogs. Uh, but anyway, real quick, so we're doing a live draft, as I just mentioned. It's a super flex draft, and my team is nasty so far, in my humble opinion. Um, no one drafted quarterbacks early, so I ended up with Josh Allen and Kyler Murray through two rounds. And then my team right now is uh, so Josh Allen at quarterback, uh, Kenny Galladay, Cortland Sutton, Devonta Smith, David Montgomery and DeAndre Swift at running back, George Kittle at tight end, Josh Jacobs and Michael Thomas at flex, and Kyler Murray and the super flex. But obviously Thomas is injured, so we're going to fill that spot. But I like the way the team is starting for sure. Akash, how do you feel about it overall? Be honest. I'm very iffy about it. You did the – and in terms of like um, the whole like running back versus wide receiver, all the different strategies, like you can go balance, you go zero RB, hero RB. The one that I would do like – least advocate for is robust rb see that's it's so funny because like i'm preaching the exact opposite this season um yeah. I, i'm preaching mm-hmm. start running back early because the value for early running back is huge compared to the middle rounds for the wide receivers you'd in the middle rounds, like a lot you'd be surprised i find that um uh, same strike bro i find that um i don't know compared to adp adp is a bit People are a bit down on running backs this year, which is good because they learned from last year. But I feel like running backs are still overrated sometimes, especially in the mid-rounds with the guys like Jacobs, uh, Sanders, Mike Davis. I don't like the middle-round running backs. I I don't mind Jacobs and Sanders, but after that, the fall-off is massive. I agree. So, like, that's why I'm I'm preaching start-off heavy, like, with a stack like Najee and Eckler, or like guys like that, on like the back. Yeah, at the at the one two turn, sure. If, um, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like guys like, like like one two or one two three, and then from yeah. there smash like tight end and wide receiver, and like you're set. I'll take two running backs at the first uh, four rounds, probably for first four or five rounds, at, like at most probably. But yeah, if if guys are like um, Adams, Hill, Diggs are gone, I'm fine with considering Eckler there, and then could make an argument for Hopkins and Ridley around the same range as Najee, but, you know, it's not a horrible strategy. It's just make sure you, like, you don't reach for running backs over certain wide receivers, you know, and also Kelsey. But Hey, did you see my chat? Talk? I just said in chat. I was like, I'm going to crush you guys. But it's true, dude. My team's so nasty. Like, this team is so good. Oh, let's actually do some uh, – let's look around here and let everyone else's teams – so there's mine again real quick. It's you guys, guys just tuned in. It's Josh Allen, Kenny Galladay, Corlett Sutton, Devonta Smith, David Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, Kittle, Josh Jacobs, Michael Thomas, and Kyler Murray. Um, the quarterbacks are a huge advantage, obviously. Let's start up, up here. You got Herbert, Cup, Ayuk, Cooks, McCaffrey, and Gibson's nasty. Andrews, Gordon, Terrace, Marshall, Fields, and Wilson. That's an interesting. I don't love the depth, but the, the top half is really nice. We uh, made a um... – we made a water bet for uh, Smith versus Fuller because he took Smith over Fuller. Yeah, we did. So, chat, what are we thinking about that? Would you rather have Smith or Fuller? Well, that's Will, would you rather have Devontae Smith or Will Fuller this season? Mm-hmm. 
Dolphins. I know I'm on the more unpopular end of this, but I'm also sticking to my guns. Huh? Will says, well, my roommate says, well, Fuller, so. There you go. Will's a smart guy, for sure. Will, you're a dumb idiot, and I hate you. Ooh. (laughs) Roommate disrespect is real, man. No, it's not. I love him. But anyway, Akasha, why don't we start things off here before I make my next pick? Uh, Why don't you get into your quarterback bust? Yeah, sure. I mean, this is best relative to ADP, but I'm going with uh, Mahomes and Dak as busts relative to ADP where you're drafting them. You know, I still think they're very good quarterbacks, Mahomes. I still think he's the best quarterback in football. Don't get it wrong. Don't come at me in the comments. Or do come at me in the comments. That just helps exposure. But (laughs) Mahomes, he's going – he has less – rushing upside as the guys that go after him like kyler alan lamar last year we saw him finish behind the guys like uh like uh kyler and alan and then he also finished behind lamar in 2019 so it's not out of this world for you to believe right, that gosh, hang on one second i'm mm-hmm. on the clock i get I'm, it i'm looking at wide receivers here do we ooh, i i kind of like jacoby myers or darnell mooney here mm-hmm. uh, i definitely say myers over mooney yeah, especially with for a Samuel's play. injury, what are you thinking about that? Because he has been gone for so long. Bro, I don't even know. Here's a peak of running back as well. I uh, feel like you're pretty, pretty set at running back. Yeah, I do have a lot of running backs. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I think. I, Myers. I hate how high Myers' ADP has gone because yeah, I agree. he's it's getting a bit too high for me, even though I really like him. I like Brian Edwards a lot too, but I can wait on him. I have Ooh. I have Jacoby Myers on over half my fantasy teams this year so far, just because I was getting him around 14, 15. I was able to get him in like 16, 17 earlier this year. And earlier in fantasy startups, I was able to get Jacoby Myers in like round 22 23 it was insane how cheap i could get jacob myers now his adp is basically doubling from around 22 to around 11 which is insane yeah okay up, up next here before we get back into your picks i'm probably gonna be looking at a qb i'm thinking maybe uh goff or mac jones yeah. whoever falls i'll probably take one of those two as my third quarterback even though i don't really need one just in case we get an injury or uh bye weeks you know definitely, maybe, definitely. Maybe quarterback you you're looking at i was saying myers as well frog has been are you looking at, I'd say, one, I don't know, like Tyrod Taylor? I would. I'd much rather have Jared Goff and Tyrod Taylor. They said they confirmed that um, Watson is not going to play at all for them. Yeah, of course. I mean, so he's, he's, I, not, I gonna, he's not going to start over Taylor. He's either yeah. going to be traded or he's going to be inactive every game. So you're looking, the reason I don't like Taylor is I, just, I think this team's so right. bad that it wouldn't surprise me if they went back and forth between like him and like Davis Mills and guys like that. So I'm, I'm not Right, yeah. Them. I mean, it's possible. I mean, Ty- Tyrod Taylor, yeah, it's the same thing as Cam Newton, basically, where it's like, oh, you got the rushing upside and like an okay passer, but then you're looking at a guy who definitely probably lose the job at some point. So you could consider Cam. I wouldn't hate it. I would think Cam over mac just because i don't think mac does anything for you in year one especially year uh, rookie with no rushing upside i don't see him doing anything for you really like low qb2 production maybe yeah i mean he's more of a game manager type quarterback i do think he he looks really good in real life though that's possible yeah real life there's a big gap between reality and between reality and fantasy sometimes with quarterbacks. You know, Jalen maybe... Waddle off the board. That's an interesting pick. Who? Jalen Waddle. Nah, I'm, I wouldn't. 
You don't like Waddle? There is Mac Jones, so I guess we're hoping and praying that Goff is on the board right here. And he is. Thank you very much. You want him? I do want him, absolutely. He's a guaranteed starting quarterback, and that's all I need. I've seen a body. You just need a warm body? I get it. I've seen a body to play quarterback for my team. And that was I a last good body. I don't hate it. QB drives up so fast in Superflex redraft just because, like, you can't take a late guy who, you're like, maybe he starts down the road and then your depth is fine. You're just looking at starters for the season, which is kind of insane. For sure. Yeah, he, I, I do kind of agree with him. Tyrod might be too solid for them. Yeah, is Tyrod like Gardner Minshew last year where he's like, I'll draft him at QB 25 and get some rushing value, but then he gets benched and you're like, well, that didn't help at all. It doesn't hurt, but it doesn't help. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Okay, so why don't we do back back into our bus picks here? We're getting starting to like, get into like the late picks that don't really matter as much. So yeah, uh, why you don't just get back turn on on the draft. Hmm? So why don't you get back into your bus? Yeah, I was just talking about Mahomes. You know, he's finished behind guys like Kyler Allen and Lamar. Josh Allen is uh, career, so it's not like out of this world that he he could finish behind them, right? But he's going around almost round and a half before them in these drafts. That that. That doesn't make sense to me. Does it make sense to you? No, not at all. No. So you pass. You could pass on Mahomes in the third and draft a guy like DeAndre Swift, and then you could draft one of those guys later. And then if you're looking at the guys going in that round, you, you you're looking at the combination of you could either get like Mahomes and Jacobs in round three and four, or you could get. <laughs> I know, right? Or you could get guys like you can get like Swift and Kyler in rounds. Three and four respectively and which is which sounds better to you yeah i i definitely would rather wait on quarterback there's cam newton by the way my windows if i need to no it's fine you just do whatever it's all good we're just gonna we're just gonna roll with the construction you know but um so getting into my quarterback bust uh same as the cost for the first one patrick mahomes at adp he is literally my qb1 but where he's going right. in leagues right now is absolutely ridiculous like i'm never gonna end up drafting him until he goes so high uh, but my second one's also Lamar Jackson. He's my QB5. Love Lamar as well. But for some reason, he goes over all, like, the next year quarterback for, like, no reason in some of my drafts. And it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so, yeah, I just, you know, do not love Lamar at his ADP this season at all. So, uh, so he's, like, going – you're saying he's going over guys like Kyler and Josh Allen? Yeah, in my experience. Mm-hmm. His ADP is after them. He's uh, at QB4 right now. I'm guessing, what, do you have Dak ahead or something? Yeah, I've back it for. Yeah, I did that debate um, for a video a couple weeks ago. You know, it was a good debate, but Dak's actually one of my uh, other QB busts. So That's we're all in. I, I like Dak just because last season when he was in, he was just going berserk. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. going to say he's going to be on that same pace again because it was, like, historic. But mm-hmm. I think he would easily just be top five for sure. Right, yeah, I'm quite, quite the opposite. You know, I don't like Dak as much. Because I use um, neutral pass frequency, right? I've talked about that all the time. That's basically one of my hammers when it comes to QB volume. I don't look at actual pass frequency. I look at neutral pass frequency just because it gives a better indication of what teams want to do than what teams are forced to do, like when they get in blowouts or when they're on third down all the time and they want to pass on third and long. But when you look at neutral pass frequency, uh, a guy like Dak, he's uh, Cowboys are 20th last year. And over 2019 to 2020, they're more middle of the pack. That's Kellen, Ma- Kellen Moore, uh, Moore's whole tenure in Dallas. So they're, this is also Ezekiel Elliott's offense, right? You know, he has a huge contract. He keeps getting volume. So it's not like this is 
like the Chiefs, where they just pass and pass and pass, and that's what sustains. That's what sustains Mahomes' greatness in fantasy, along with a little bit of rushing on the ground, right? Yeah. So you're looking at a team that could could pass less. You know, maybe they get forced more into more. Maybe they get forced into more passing situations, like last year with a bad defense. But their defense is is probably consistently getting better, especially with the drafting of. Michael Parsons and the improvements uh, all throughout the defense. Parsons looks really good in the hard knocks. Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, it's definitely something to be considered. The uh, defense is hard to predict, which is why we use neutral. But defenses can, defenses can change quite a bit year to year. So it's hard to bank on getting uh, all those uh, garbage time points. And then coming off of the ankle injury for Dak, you know, you, you'll you probably see a lot less rushing, you know. He also has a shoulder injury, a little something to worry about maybe, but the ankle injury last year is pretty concerning because you, uh, you know, what you see a physical therapists talking about on Twitter, right? I've seen a couple mention, I, I hope I'm not misremembering, but I've seen a couple mention that you'll see less rushing from Dak. And from there, he's going from a guy who saw, seen around 300 yards and like, Quite a few touchdowns. Yeah, he had six touchdowns in every year to start his career in three in 2019 and 300 yards in pretty much all those years. So he's going from that quite a bit down, and you're also not looking at a ton of volume, you know? Yeah, for sure. I also I just got snapped at, I just got sniped on Leonard Fournette. And That's tough. I'm pretty sad about that. But. At QB5 price, especially going like um, almost a round ahead of Russell Wilson and – like that, like that's not. I'm not as much of a fan. Like, people love to talk about how the Cowboys are so pass heavy and the Seahawks are so run heavy. But last year, the Seahawks were fifth in neutral pass frequency, and the Cowboys were twentieth. Big disparity between the narratives and what actually is happening. Interesting. All right, I'm back on the clock here, real quick. I already have tight end locked and loaded, so I'm not really looking for a sleeper tight ends here. Um, I am interested, though. Not gonna lie, dipping my hand the disgusting Houston backfield and taking a guy who I think could be the lead back in Philip Lindsay. Um, but let's look at the wide receivers here. We got a wide out. We got guys Definitely. like Beasley, Shepard, Rager, mm. Gage, uh, Crowder, Brian Edwards I like a lot. You're looking um, at kind of slot receivers in here. Love him on Rob. I'm going to wait on him. Let's see. I'm not even a big Edwards guy. I don't like him at all, but you have to admit he has more like, if I was to make projections, right, I would say Shepard is uh, – project Shepard for more points probably, right? But yeah, you can't deny that Edwards certainly can the upside. Yeah, I went with Brian Edwards if you guys are just mm-hmm. listening. Um, I think that he has good upside. It was Ramondre Stevenson goes off the board. Right. Right I like that pick as well. Um, but, yeah, moving into uh, our running back plus, I think I'll take the first one here. Uh, mine is Miles Gaskin, the gas band. Um, I like Miles Gaskin as a player, but the situation is getting a little bit murky there uh, with him and Malcolm Brown in the preseason. In the one game I saw both of them on the field, there were some times where you're like, dude, is Gaskin even active? Uh, it, it, I mean, he looks good. He looks good at times when he hits the ball in open space, but Malcolm Brown, I think, is going to be a real thorn in the side for Gaskin managers this season. Although he's going to be really good in PBR uh, and half-point leagues like this one, I, t- I tend to lean away from Miles Gaskin just because I'm too uncertain of what – his full workload will look like if that. Makes Where are you sense. seeing him going? I've been seeing him going in like the fifth round. 
Okay. Yeah, I've been seeing his ADP fluctuate a ton. There's a lot of preseason noise. It's not news, it's noise, right? Like the, sure. the Matthew Berry, uh the Matthew Berry like sketch is it or like segment, that's the word, that where he's like news or noise. I would say that all of this work with the other Miami running backs is probably noise because you're never gonna find a running back outside of the first couple rounds who's a workhorse, right? You'll always have all their running backs factoring in. But that's fine. You know, Miles Gaskin makes that up with his receiving ability. He's also saw a lot of the red zone ability, uh, red zone work last year. So in in rounds five and six, maybe not so much five. And I'm looking at other wide receivers there, like Higgins and Ayuk and Deontay. But as his ADP starts to drop, I'm starting to like him a bit more, just because he saw a good opportunity last year. He's a good receiving back. He's he saw the red zone work. You know, I'm not worried about Savan Ahmed and uh, Malcolm Brown, who are both two relatively jaggy running backs. Sure. No, Gaskin isn't a stud by any means. He was and is um, definitely uh, closer to replaceable than he is a stud. But I think he should still see good opportunity relative to his ADP. So I'm pretty... I'm pretty like, I'm not out on him, but I'm not in on him. You know what I mean? I'm neutral on him. Absolutely. All right, what are you thinking here, man? I'm back on the clock at 20 seconds. I'm looking at Rager, okay. Russell Gage, Sterling Shepard, Bateman, or go to, go to running backs. Running backs are garbage. Oh, okay. You want if you want tight end, go Ingram. If you want receiver, go Crowder or, or Bateman. I'm gonna go Bateman. Okay. Oh, because he is hurt. It's just like, when is he going to get back, right? Oh, no. What? Pain. I accidentally got Irv Smith on accident. Oh, boy. Really? I, didn't get the, I didn't get the pick in on time. That's, so That's awful. That's terrible. Because he's also out for multiple weeks. He could be out six to eight months at worst. Oh, well. Okay. All right, well, I guess I'll just have to draft it. <laughs> you just have to drop him after this. That's No, when Amon Ra does what? That's so painful. That's oh. okay. It's okay. I'm okay with missing out on Amon Ra, man. No, I love Amon Ra. He's my boy. That's okay. You can't. You know? Later we'll talk about Amon Ra's USC teammate, but that's, you know, you'll have to stick around for that. Okay. All right. All right. I like that little teaser. Back to Miles Gaskin, though. I'm, uh, you're, not, you're not buying the, the sell that I'm putting out there, but I think he's in store for a solid season. I just, I just, it, oh gosh, I can't talk. At his ADP, I usually already have my running backs and I'm drafting wide receivers. You know what I mean? So I just don't really have teams that are built to draft Miles Gaskin. So I'm just not a huge fan of him at his ADP. I think he's usually pretty gross around the time that I'm on the clock. So I'm just kind of moving on from there. Uh, who do you have as your uh, RB boss this season? I have a couple for sure. Oh, for sure. Gandy Golden. I'm surprised he hasn't been cut yet. But Andy Golden, man, he's, he's balling. Man. Yeah, I've um for my running backs, I I go I can list one or I can list them all. I'll go my first one is Chase Edmonds right now. Okay. Yeah, who's going if I remember correctly around running back twenty eight. If uh Phil's still in the chat, he's not gonna like this one, but right now he's going around um running back twenty seven, middle of the fifth round, so that's typically the range I like to hammer wide receivers, right? And if I'm looking at a running back there, I wouldn't want to draft Chase Edmonds. I 
So a couple months, a few months ago, beginning of the off season ish, I wrote an article on Chase Edmonds back when people were buying when Kenyon Drake was leaving before James Conner came, right? And so I wanted to find comparisons to his 2020 season. In the 2020 season, he saw 12% target share and 20% of the team's rush attempts, right? Granted, this is with Kyler Murray, you know? Sure. So my friend Dynasty underscore I am, he has a great new metric he's been working on called non-QB um, market share of rush attempts, which basically like kind of normalizes it to like, so that rushing QBs don't skew how much of the rush attempts the running backs getting, but I don't have that metric. So I'm just working with a uh, percentage of the team's rush attempts. So if you, so I made some comps with uh, players who saw 10% plus target share. So they're still seeing good receiving work, right? They're getting, they're getting receiving work, but they're not seeing a lot of rushing work. So 20% or less of the team's rushing attempts. And the list was just filled with guys like, Naeem Hines, James White, Tariq Cohen, Chris Thompson, Duke Johnson, J.D. McKissick, Chase Edmonds. You know, it's just a scat back, scat back, scat back, right? Yeah. So I increased it just a little bit to find to get some upper range because Edmonds is right at 20. So, you know, saying everyone with 20 or less, maybe that's not as fair. I increased it to 25% or less of the team's percentage of rush attempts and it expanded to basically no one. Rookie year Christian McCaffrey, who was used basically in the way that Urban Meyer said he wants to use Travis Etienne of just seeing the receiving work. I don't know. He didn't see a lot of rushing work. So that's basically it besides uh, 2019 Kareem Hunt, where his target share was fine because target share is per game. But I think the uh, percentage of the team's rush attempts is skewed because he only played eight games. And so besides okay. from that, you're not seeing much comparisons for Edmonds' 2020 season except a bunch of scatbacks. This is not like Aaron Jones or Austin Eckler when they when they made impacts in the receiving game but then slowly earned more and more rushing work, right? Mm-hmm. And then you add on how uh, Chase Edmonds in 2020, he didn't – how he's like juke rate was bad, his yards created was bad. Both are good metrics that I uh, look at to separate a running back from like their O-line or situation. And he didn't show up well in either of them. That's so, tough. Ethan yeah. asks, do I like Devontae Smith, Judy, Moster, or Chark to start more? Uh, Smith, or, Smith or Judy? Smith or Judy? Hmm. Yeah. You agree there? No, uh, week one? I don't have the week one matchups on hand, so. Uh, Crowder? It makes a little impact for me. You can Crowder, yeah. John Brown, maybe? Right now, you're on the clock. Yeah. Well, he did grab Edwards, so I did. You gotta stick to it. You gotta say that was a good pick. You can't draft John Brown. So Jamison Crowder. Yummy Brown. Oh man, you should got Yummy Brown. You like Yummy Brown? For, huh? His rookie season? Who? Yummy Brown? Yeah, I like Yummy. I like him more than Amara. Come at me. Really? That's bold. I like Yummy Brown. Bold, is it? Well, it's opportunities, man. I don't care about opportunities. Interesting. For running backs. Interesting. Okay. All right. Because um, receivers earn their targets, right? And so it's like, well, do you think that this really leads anywhere for Amon Ra? Like he's getting on the field, right? But you know, if he's not the, if he's not talented, will he earn many targets? Probably not, right? They have to ball. Yeah, I think he is talented. That's why I like him. Okay. They have to pass the ball to somebody. And I mean, they just cut. It's him, Quintus yeah. Cephas, and Tyrell Williams. I mean, he's I mean that's just vacated target logic, right? You know. 
Yeah, I mean he's gonna see he's gonna see. Samuel, um, with his uh, he's been out for so long and he was on COVID list. What's his injury now? Groin. I think so. Yeah, he's um, I could see Diami taking a role relatively quickly if Samuel continues to stay out and doesn't pick up much because like this stuff matters, you know. But availability is ability. The best ability is availability. So if Sam with Samuel continuing to be out, I'm starting to like Diami more and more and i have quite a few late round shots on him just because i like the talent i like the draft capital and i like the uh possible upside no. yeah all right are you ready to move on to wide receivers i have a few more running backs for sure yeah oh, i could rapid fire I, could, I could just list them off you know mike davis typical dead zone running back player you only like him because of opportunity you don't like the talent at all last year he made he was barely a top 20 RB in points per game just off of receiving work because in the rushing game he had um, just like 165 attempts for 640 rushing yards, right? This isn't a guy who is efficient in the run game throughout his career or is seeing much of attempts in the run game throughout his career. So he's just making uh, his impact in the receiving game and he goes from a team. So for running backs, running back targets, coach, uh, scheme, quarterback, all that, Play some effect more so receivers and tight ends because dump offs, right? Some quarterbacks dump off more than others. Some some more dump offs than others. Yeah, you just auto draft Coleman. Yep. Uh was uh Ty Johnson still there? Deami Brown still there? Uh, I don't know about Ty Johnson, but I he probably is. I I think that Coleman's gonna get some good work for them, so it's all good. I think he could see it early and then lose it. So. That's fine. I'll take some instant contribution. I'll dump him if I need to. And you could drop him, sure. Eh, yep. I, I don't hate it. So Mike Davis, prototypical dead zone running back. With big cuts coming, he could easily lose his job. I wouldn't be surprised at all if a good running back gets cut and they sign with the Falcons. Mike Davis goes back to being a backup, you know. Who do you think def- that would sign in front of him? What? Who do you think could get cut that would sign in front of him? I could see Mostert, David Johnson, Melvin Gordon. That's all like, you know, you're not projecting any of you're not like guessing that they'll get cut, but like you could see a world where they are, right? Sure. You could also see a running back get traded like we saw with Sony Michelle. You know, it's the same thing as Daryl Henderson. You like the guy, not for the talent, but you like him for the opportunity. And then he loses the opportunity because he's not that talented. And it's just like, well, we're screwed now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then I have Michael Carter. Yeah, I have Michael Carter. Okay. Yeah, I like that. You know, I've not liked him for a while now just because the draft capital is not a guy who's like immediately going to come in and have a, have a, opportunity he's gonna have to work for it and you know we saw that in preseason with them rotating through running backs you know he was around for a player so he's not guaranteed to step into any opportunity for sure but you're still drafting him in like the eighth round which is like the highest redraft adp for any round four rookie running back like ever and so you're saying like oh i think he'll be the best i think he has the highest expectations out of all of them so that's flawed to me. You, it's another guy that you really only like for the opportunity. I don't like the talent as much. And in that range, I'd rather grab a guy like Ronald Jones or James Conner who's going after, but I see better path for them to see more opportunity. I think they're also better talents. That's fair, man, for sure. All right, why don't we hop into wide receiver now? Um, I have – I'll make mine short and sweet. So it's Julio Jones, which is weird because I don't like betting against talent, but – I just don't think that he's going to have enough of a share of the limited passing offense that is the Tennessee Titans. 
to really make a huge splash this season. I think he's a really safe wide receiver two option. But I just think that his ceiling is kind of handicapped with uh, A.J. Brown there. So I just don't love him this year at his cost. I just There's just other wide receivers on the board I prefer. What cost are you seeing for him? Around like the fourth or fifth, same there, same, same range. I just don't think he's going to go – I don't think he's going that high. I just like – in that same range, there's just players I like more. I like who feels safe. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm seeing like late fourth, early fifth. Like wide receiver 18 or 19, which I'm fine with, you know, like – just in terms of like opportunities, like you're not. Are you saying that like AJ's gonna easily out target him? Yeah, I just I think he's easily gonna out target him. Because uh, last year AJ saw a 26% target share, and Julio when he was healthy still saw around uh, what was it 24, 25% target share. So it's, it's and that's with um, that's with missing some games, uh, leaving some games early. He was still top five in yards per route run. So I think he's definitely not washed at all. And no. so still a really talented player, right? Yeah. And so I wouldn't bet against the talent here just because I think like he could easily see similar target levels to AJ Brown, but I think that's more of a detriment to AJ Brown than a help to Julio Jones. Cause having two alphas on the same team on the, such a low volume team, you'll probably end up with uh unless they pass more, which I don't think they will you'll probably end up with two high wide receiver twos, I would guess. Yeah, I think it could definitely happen. It's it, it certainly yeah. could end up to be a situation like that, for sure. But yeah, in that range, who are you looking at instead of um, Julio? Uh, instead of Julio, I mean, I'm just going to pull my rankings, have it tell you some guys I have over him. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have Amari Cooper over him. That's I, consensus. Yeah, I mean, I have, I have Woods. <laughs> I would rather have – I don't know if I'd rather have Kenny Galladay. I'd rather I'll, I'll say the guys after him in like fantasy football calculator. You know, sure. that's a good ADP source. They do a lot of mocks. The guys after him are Godwin. Yeah, I definitely have Gal. I definitely would rather have Godwin. Lockett. I'd rather have Lockett. Thielen. I'd rather have Julio over Thielen. I think. Ayuk. Julio. Moore. I'd rather have DJ Moore. I think. Okay, Claypool. Ah, uh, Julio. Higgins. Julio. Yeah, and then you get into rounds of guys like ninety nine percent sure you'll say Julio. So it's just a it's a couple of range range uh couple guys uh ahead of him. But it's not, it's not, it's not egregious necessarily. I don't I just yeah, think wide receiver ADP is pretty good this year. Like there's not a lot of guys I think wide receivers yeah. are like very cheap across the board. So I mean a guy like that who I'm just a few spots high on is above. Yeah. I but I agree with, with, with what you're saying. Like this is I don't think you're gonna see prime Julio numbers just because it's a lower volume offense. I think you'll still see Julio's like rate of earning targets and Julio's efficiency, but I agree with what you're saying. If um, uh, I don't know, I I could see him not just being like pretty good instead of terrific, amazing Julio Jones. For sure, for sure. All right, I'm coming on my pick here. Uh, there's not a lot left on the board currently. Uh, let's see what we got. We're on our last two picks. It's Christian Kirk, T.Y. Hilton, Chris Conley, Sammy Watkins. Later. Go to other positions. Yeah. There's a lot of tight ends left. There's Ingram, Troutman. Ingram. Ingram or Troutman, yeah. I don't really Ingram. know. For sure, dude. Troutman's injured and he's – no, Ingram's injured too, but yeah. Troutman's a blocker. Uh, if, check the Ingram injury because that's going to matter. Calf injury. Yeah. And Troutman has a leg. To, Check the running backs. Uh, running backs are kind of gross. Okay, I'm on the clock. 
Yeah, Cordell Patterson, Latavius Ty Johnson. Latavius Murray's not bad. Nah, he could lose a job, I think. Ty and Johnson. he's not amazing. I could see Ingram, maybe, you know, maybe Ingram, maybe they rotate guys and he's like the guy to own in Houston sometimes. Or maybe, or maybe he gets traded to the Ravens. You never know, to be honest. You know, I could Ty Johnson, Mark Ingram. But then um, for wide receivers, I think you could consider Christian Kirk, to be honest. You know, shout out DFB encounter, the ultimate Kirk truther, unfortunately. But yeah, Jarwin, Henry, Ingram for uh, tight ends, these, all these guys. Um, oh, did Ingram go already? Oh, he went 154. Yeah, I guess. That saves you a lot of injury debate. On the pick, I'm gonna say Hunter yeah. Henry. Honestly, I'm gonna follow the money and take a gamble. Why not? Let's see what happens. Okay, yeah, you're gonna have to drop Herb Smith for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's, not great. that's not great. That's not great. Like one last pick. I'll probably just like take some random guy. I don't know. But uh, yeah, why don't you get? You could draft Tebow for the memes. I could draft Tebow for the memes. Why don't Go you take, uh, get into your bus wide receiver then? Huh? Your bus wide receiver. Oh yeah. I just um, should I list both of them or one of them? Uh, hit both. Just do a little quicker. Again. Yeah, look, look quick. Uh, DJ Chark, Michael Pittman. That's, that's yeah, really quick. <laughs> huh? I said that's really quick. Yeah. What do you think? I, I don't mind either at all, actually. I, I hate Chark. And yeah. Pittman, I like Pittman more now after the, the Hilton injury, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I got to say, man, if you were worried about T.Y. Hilton – for Michael Pittman, you you were already lost. Like no, I wasn't worried. I'm just saying it frees up more opportunity for him. I guess that's just vacated target logic, man. But yeah, I get it. Obviously, him not being there helps more than him being there. I guess because he'll he'll do something, right? Yeah. But um, for Pittman, I um, you have a guy who was not very productive at uh, USC. I'm going into college profiles now. I'm sorry if you're not a big uh market share of the college fans. So for Pittman, you have a guy who was not productive for his first couple years in college. He did okay in uh he, he did it was breakout year was basically his third year where he uh saw the same um production as Amon Ra St. Brown pretty much. Amon Ra is an eighteen year old freshman, Pittman as a twenty year old. It's not a great look, right? And so then Finally, in uh, at his eight, at his age twenty one season, in his senior season, you know we don't like these senior these senior declares. In his senior season, he finally got to be the out uh, wide receiver one in the USC offense, and that was like his real breakout. That's when he finally crossed the he barely crossed it. He didn't even cross it all the way. He uh, barely touched the uh, uh, curve for Mark Che receiving yards. The curve based on top 24 wide receivers in the NFL, all the receivers who have had a top 24 season. So Pittman, as looking at his profile, not great. And then you look at his rookie season where he was pretty unproductive, missed some time in uh, down the stretch in uh, the time when receivers normally take off, right? Down the stretch of the season, coming back from injury, he only saw around four to five targets per game. And so he's not a guy that I'm looking to invest in in the mid-rounds of wide receivers. Like, I'd rather have a guy like Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Elijah Moore. All right, last uh, pick here. I'm just going to take a shot on the Lizard King, Sammy Watkins. 
yeah, you can drop him after week one when he goes off against the Ravens for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure, dude. And then DJ Chark. Uh, Chark. You don't even need to say anything about DJ Chark. I'm all I'm all in on the DJ Chark bus train. He's garbage. Yeah. All right, that's good. You know, here's a guy who uh, basically produced the same numbers as Lavishka Chenault, as Lavishka was a uh, as a rookie. And if you go per game, he was just better than Vishka. So you're looking at a guy who just who in his third year, like when he should be consistently improving on his production, he is playing down to the level of rookie Visca who had what 600 yards. It's not a good look for a guy who also face planted after year one, had a bad college profile. Everything about Chark's profile suggests that his 2019 season was a fluke more than the norm, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Are you he tired? Was, yeah, I am tired. He was a big fluke, dude. I, I swear to God, like, DJ Chark had the flukiest season ever. Like, seriously. Yeah, because he, he had a big, few big games in 2019. It's it's propping up his production pretty much. He barely finished inside the top uh, 24, if I remember correctly. If, you know, he was, uh, you know, yeah, it was wide receiver 17. And then following a wide receiver 17 season, he was wide receiver 49. So it's a big step back for a guy huge like huge that. Step hmm? Huge step back. Like, that's massive. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's round things out here with the – Fantasy darling position of tight end. Uh, my my bust is a guy who I was beating the drum on all offseason. It was Dallas Goddard, unfortunately. Um, I really like his talent, but Zach Ertz being there completely ruins the fun. So I'm just I'm hands off. Especially he has a really yeah. high ADP still. I gotta say I gotta toot my own horn a little bit. I was never on the Goddard train of of uh, expecting Ertz to be gone. I was like I gotta see it to believe it. This is a team that is gonna keep. I think we'll keep Ertz for the time being, even because there were no real rumors going around. It was just I, a bunch of noise, pretty much. So I was on the train of I gotta see it to believe it to buy into Zach, into uh, Dallas Goddard, but I totally agree with what you're saying now. For sure, appreciate that, my man. Uh, who, who is your my boy? Bust? Huh? Who's your bust? Oh, my bust. It's uh, Tyler Higby. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I just, I he's cheaper though. Is he cheaper? I see him going uh, anywhere from tight end 8 to tight end 11 based on the platform you're on, right? And so, That's pretty high. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. And so I've seen him go before Fant, Thomas, Goddard. You've seen him go before Fant? I know. That's what I'm saying, but he has. Fence. Depending on your platform, you'll see him going uh, before Fant sometimes for sure. And then, like, later, I like Ingram before he was hurt, which is sad. And then he's even going before guys like Kasiki and Janu. Yeah, and I, would know, rather, I would much rather have Janu Smith, for sure. Yeah, and even I would, you know, like, as not a big Janu guy. So, like, outside of the five weeks of production in 2019, Tyler Higby has never been a usable fantasy football asset, right? And so he was a guy, I believe he was – um tight end 22 in points per game uh last last year tw tight end 20 in points per game last year after you drafted him as uh top eight tight end after his big stretch to end the season 
And so he had the big game in, against the Eagles where he scored three touchdowns and then he didn't do anything else. He was just a complete bust. But now people are expecting a bounce back, right, due to narratives surrounding Matthew Stafford and his love of targeting tight ends, mm-hmm. right? You've seen that? And narratives no. around hmm? – I haven't actually. No, you haven't? It's big on Instagram too, man. I'm not on Instagram. People- Really. People love to say that Higby's going to break out because uh, Stafford loves to target his tight end and also because Everett's gone. And, well, and I'm here to say that neither of those matter at all because Everett being gone matters. They're different tight ends. Right? They're different tight ends, man. So, like, they don't do the same things. Yeah. You're not going to see Higby's role increase that much with Everett gone. If Higby, if I recall correctly he's a bit more of a blocker he sees a high snap share just because he's on the field blocking so much you're not you're not seeing him outside you're not seeing him out wide you're seeing him block because he's a good blocker tight end but blocking doesn't get you fantasy points so what is there to gain so and also for Stafford love of targeting tight ends it's a narrative that never works because for tight ends targets are earned right and so people say Look at the way that Stafford targeted Hawkinson last year. And I'm here to say that's because Hawkinson is a pretty freaking good tight end, right? Whereas Higby, I cannot say the same. So if you're expecting... That's fair. To- hmm? I said that's fair. I mean, if you if you think that he's not that good, then why would you believe yeah. him? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're, um, and then you he's still the third option on the team. You know, the team that where the passing volume is pretty... It's anyone's guess, really, because they've passed a lot. And throughout in McVay's tenure, they've passed a lot. They've also had seasons where they run more. And so now without Akers, I think they could pass more, but not to the extent of Higby being relevant, because even last year, Higby still was not relevant. True, 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 true. All right, my man. That brings us to the end of today's episode, guys. So we will be back on Wednesday night recording live and Thursday with another episode. Uh, that'll be our sleepers episode, I believe, yes, which will be a great time. Um, we will see you guys all then. Have a good one, everybody. Peace. Have a great night.